Hello and welcome into another edition of Music Fanimal here on Fanimal Radio. I'm Tony Lombardi and this week my special guest is Jose Rui. Jose, welcome awesome. to the program, brother. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Good to have it. you here. So before we get into your influences and things yeah. that have to do with music, it's so fresh. We're recording this on Monday following a Ravens loss. Yeah. So let's talk. I know you're a big the, fan. The so last let's... Ravens loss yeah. of the season. Ah, yeah. Just a, what a bummer. It was. Um, it felt like we got outcoached and no then no the offensive line just got their lunch handed to them. They did. Um, you know, they put those uh, safeties or defensive backs in as linebackers. Mm -hmm. So he, Lamar couldn't run and he didn't have enough time to find a deep ball because it takes him longer to find that. He's a rookie. I mean, you know, we're recording this on his 22nd birthday. It, right. It's, it's kind of hard to think about that and you don't want to put that much on him. But, I mean, it, it's a team effort and he was part of that and two fumbles in the first quarter. Uh, that's not going to get it done. You can't put yourselves in a hole, not with a team that's not built to come back. Right. Uh, and the Ravens this year are not built to come back. So did you have the thought in your head that Joe Flacco should enter the game? I did on the second drive of the game. Just to... Are we allowed to cuss on this, or do we have to be clean? Do whatever you want. All right. Just to, just to fuck with them. I mean, because they, they game-planned. They clearly game-planned for the run-pass option. Um, and they, again, with having those safeties, if Flacco can stand there and take a hit and if the offensive line protects him, and he could find the deep ball. And the, that deep pass was probably open with very few people in the back, in the defensive backfield. I, I wasn't watching your, your guy, after, is it Karpovich or? McCusick? What, yeah, him. He, yeah, he does all that film study yeah. on, on Russell Street Report. That's just freaking awesome. And I, I can't follow all that stuff during the game, but... It seemed to me like if they had done that, it would have, if nothing else, caused everybody to take a take a breath, and that might have given us an opening to get something more than three points out of a drive. Right. What did you think of the booing? Um, I thought it was uh, it was. I, I I can't agree with it. Not at that Nor point. Nor can I. It, it's you know he, the the kids playing out there. All of those guys are laying it on the field. Um, you can't direct your boo at somebody in that kind of general set. I, I can understand booing the coaching decisions. I can understand booing the offensive line, but you don't know who that is, you know, and, and uh, or who's getting the who, who that fan is thinking about when they're doing it. It's just it's just unfortunate to to go that way. Um, it was a little noticeable on the telecast. It, you know, fortunately the announcers can't stop themselves from talking, so you didn't hear it as much. But I, I think it's unfortunate. Yeah, I think the crowd was really ready to go yesterday. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and they were ready to go. And the defense was doing their job. Yes. And they got the crowd into the game. Yes. And every time that the offense was given an opportunity, they just soiled the bed. You know, they, they, yeah. they just... They really did. They, the defense showed up. The offense, I mean, again, I think for the, certainly for the first quarter and a half, I mean, do we have any first downs in the first half? We had three first downs okay. through three quarters. Through three quarters, okay. Because I know we didn't have any. Uh, there was like a minute left before either team in the third quarter, before either team got a first down. Right, But right. we didn't have any plays in their half of the field for like forever. I know. And you you got to be able to move the ball. That's the whole game plan is predicated on us holding the ball and marching down the field and at least getting three. And we got... 
three plays, not three points. Right. But at least they found something to build upon halfway yeah. through the season, I, and I think that they'll I do agree. that this offseason. And the team, you can all, you never say this about the Ravens, yeah. they never quit. Yes. I mean, down 23-3, to three, they could have easily tucked it in. They yeah. didn't. They actually made a game of it. Yeah, they scored it 17 game. unanswered points. Right. And, and uh, you know, I, different sport, NBA, John Wall comes in, you know, phenomenal point guard. His knock on him is he can't make a jump shot. Um, three seasons in, young man can make a jump shot. Um, I think uh, Lamar, he has some instinctive throwing abilities. I think those can be refined, and I think he can be turned into a better passer. I don't know if he can be turned into an elite passer, but I think he'd be turned into a better passer, and that might be enough. We could talk all day about the Ravens. I know. The future of Lamar yeah. Jackson. Well, now it's all wishful thinking. We can be as optimistic as we like. I know, right? <laughs> now the offseason begins, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. And all of the hot stove league action begins yeah, come so, March from the new year. So, around. yeah, the big conversation where we watched the game was, well, where does Joe play next year? So we think the Redskins. That was the consensus of the group. But we had been drinking all afternoon, so you, I don't know if you can really trust that. <laughs> I don't trust I know, it. <laughs> I know you weren't drinking at all. So. <laughs> so let's talk about music. All right. How did you get into the music business? Uh, well, there's. I don't know if I'm really in the music business. I'm into music. Um, I, I just have loved it ever. I didn't even know I did. When, when my mom needed a babysitter when I was three years old, the only person available was the, was the piano teacher. So at almost three years old, I'm sitting down there in front of the piano teacher and I've been told I was screaming my head off. And the only way she could calm me down was to put me in front of the piano and start to do stuff. So frankly, I learned to read music before I learned to read English. Really? And I've been playing since I was three, playing piano since I was three. I picked up the guitar, played some other instruments, you know, sang in choirs and stuff like that. Um, wasn't re- I, I tried to play sports, so I was just too small and uncoordinated, so I stuck with I was pretty good at. And um, when I was in high school, I uh, went to Calvert Hall and joined the jazz band as the guitarist and learned big band jazz chords and, big, and jazz playing. And uh, of course, I'm a kid of the 80s, so Journey and Triumph and Rush and Boston and Leonard Skinner and the Eagles, all those were huge influences. And those are all big guitar bands, right? You know, I mean, you got a lot of singers in there too, but you listen to some of those guitar solos and I said, I, I want to do that. So um, I, the first rock album that I actually learned was uh, the Triumph Allied Forces album. And I learned I every single time. You know, nobody said, you could play Fight the Good Fight? Say, it's not that hard. And, and to me, it wasn't. And it just, I just can, I hear it and I can play it back to you. I can read it on the, Sheet music, I can play it back to you. Just well, did learning piano at such a young age help you absolutely. to adapt to the guitar? It absolutely did because the uh, what you learn that way is um, the way that we learn to read languages and understand languages. We don't look at a word and look at each letter. We don't even look at each syllable unless we're learning a foreign language. Then we look at each and try to sound it out and figure out what it means. But we just look at the word and we understand intuitively what that means. And that's how I look and read and listen to and hear music. I can hear a chord and I know probably 80% of what that chord, entire chord is just by hearing it one or two times. And you, that's not something that you can, you can kind of learn it, you can refine it, but it's, it is pretty instinctive. And you know, just the Lord blessed me with that, with that ear and that has just 
the theory behind it, knowing what those notes look like, knowing what they're, how you can play them differently, that made everything easier. Um, it makes playing guitar easier, it makes playing any instrument easier really. But for me, as someone who just loves those big instruments, you know, piano makes a lot of noise, guitars make a lot, at least when I play them, they make a lot of noise. Um, and I, you know, you can fill so much space with that and knowing how that space is constructed uh, makes it a lot easier to play well. Well, it's interesting that you use language as an analogy for mm -hmm. listening or reading music because mm -hmm. it's what it is. It is. But, you know, when you're out there playing and I know I've been with you when you mm -hmm. said, oh, those chords are wrong or the, the, the guitar is out of tune. Yeah. And me as an amateur, not an amateur player, but just lover of music, yeah. I'm like, I didn't really hear anything that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and if it, the guy had a good voice or the girl had a good voice, they could smooth over some of those things. And, yeah. And sometimes, and, and you know, we, we've been together where we've heard someone who's really, really good at one aspect of it, and, and, I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I mean, they're, they're working their tails off, they're trying real hard, and, and you know, they're up there, right? And, and they're in front of all these people, and the, the asshole in me is thinking, just tune your guitar, you know? And that's, it's not fair to them, and, and it's not fair to the people I'm talking to, so I try to keep it, keep it try to keep my mouth shut sometimes. Doesn't always work. As you can tell, I don't do that very well. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Jose is going to play one of three songs today. What's the first one? Uh, I think I'm going to start with Have Another Beer in Mexico. Okay. Right. I could go for a beer right now. I could too. <laughs> So many thoughts to sit and ponder about life and love and the lack of and this emptiness in my heart. Too old to be wild and free still. Too young to be over the hills. Should have tried to grow up, but who knows where to start? So I'll sit right here and have another beer in Mexico. To waste another day I'll sit right here And have another beer in Mexico Let this warm air melt these blues away comes up and the sun sinks down and I've seen him both in this tourist town up for days in a rage just trying to search my soul all the answers and the reasons why I'm at this crossroads in my life and I really don't know which way I should go so I'll sit right here and have another beer in Mexico To waste another day I'll sit right here And have another beer in Mexico Let this warm air melt these blues away Maybe I'll settle down Get married Or stay single Stay free which road I travel, man, it's a mystery to me. 
go Do my best to waste another day I sit right here Have another beer in Mexico Let this warm air melt these blues away Down in Mexico Do my best to waste another day Another beer in Mexico. That's right. I'm ready for summer now. I, you know, I was actually, uh, I was ready for summer as soon as the last whistle blew in yesterday's game. Exactly. I was like, all right, you know. I, this yeah, is a long time of year. <laughs> it really After is. the new year, God. up until like like St. Patrick's Day or it something. It really is, yes. It's a yeah. long stretch. Oh, my gosh. And even yeah. last year, the weather in April was terrible. Well, and it was in May and in June, uh, and <laughs> it was like we got like seven feet of rain. Right, it wasn't a boater season. Six feet of rain, yeah, seventy three inches. Wasn't of rain. a boater summer this year. Oh my gosh! Oh, and I, I like to play golf, and um, man, it, it is like around three o'clock every Friday afternoon until seven o'clock Sunday night. It just seemed like it just rained. Just, uh, anyway. I'm a terrible golfer, so it <laughs> I just lost fewer balls. Well, let's talk about your musical influences. Sure. You mentioned some of the bands uh, yeah. before the break, but playing, like you chose another beer in Mexico, yeah. have another beer in Mexico. Like, what sort of genres do you focus on, or are you kind of all across the board? Um, I try to just play really good songs, regardless of the genre. Okay. There's some things that I'm better at, and there's some things that I just got to stay the heck away from. Such as? Uh, such as, like, hip-hop and rap and kind of real dancey, uh, funky type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the um, I don't have the voice for it, and I don't. You, you kind of need a rhythm section, and, and you need more stuff or behind you to do it. Um, I tend to gravitate towards country because it fits well with my voice. There's um, the the songs are relatively simple. You can learn them quickly. You can play them well, um, and they're fun songs. There, there's a lot of really great, great country songs written in the last 20 years. Um, at the same time, I love Matchbox 20, and I, you know, um, I'll throw in Alan Parsons' project in there. And um, I almost always, at all of my gigs, I almost always will do Raised on the Radio just because um, I saw the Ravens when I was a freshman in high school play a Calvert Hall mixer, and they just kicked the doors down. It was awesome. And, um, and Rob Fahey is still a terrific dude. You know, after all that, and so um, that's kind of a tribute to that band and and the Baltimore music scene. Um, I love the uh, some of the '80s stuff. Some of it I just can't sing; it's just too high. I'd love to do more Journey, but yeah, 
The only yeah. only one Steve Perry is yeah, out there, right? A lot of people shy away from that. Yeah, that's and there's a reason. Most of the time you hear Jeremy, it's usually a female a lead girl singer. Doing yeah, it. That's right. Yeah, and and um, and even then, sometimes they shouldn't. But right. you know, it's uh, but it, it kind of cuts across. I've uh, um, I learned a lot of Stevie Ray Vaughan, a lot of blues. Um, Joe Bonamassa is a terrific guitarist just to learn from. So uh, you'll hear that bluesy influence in my guitar playing, um, especially in the leads. And um, so that's kind of where that those genres kind of fit in. When I'm, the set list is typically heavy on eagles, heavy on country, heavy on um, kind of modern classic rock type stuff. Something you can pull off with an acoustic guitar. Right. Um, there's always some Beatles songs in there just because they're amazing. Um, and I try to end with Fat Bottom Girls because it's just so much fun. I love that song. <laughs> it's, like, it's a well, great... Yeah, the, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie got all kinds of awards at, Glo- at the Golden Globes, didn't it? it well, yeah, it did. And um, the... Like, there's only one Steve Perry. There's only one Freddie Mercury. True. And that actor, I, I'm not terrible with actors' names, but the way he portrayed that was just just remarkable. Um, the, the hand movements, the, the other mannerisms, um, the ability to pull it off like you're really singing it. Just really, really cool. So you play piano, you play guitar, you play some other instruments. Yeah. Who are some of your biggest influence, like favorite guitar players? Uh, well, I mentioned Joe Bonamassa. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan is another one of my favorite guitar players. Prince is one of my favorite guitar players. And um, Rick Emmett, just because of the stuff that he did from Triumph. And I saw him on a YouTube video not too long ago. Yeah, he's he an old like, fart. Man. Yeah. But man, boy can still play. He really can. And some of the stuff he could hit those high notes too. He could back in the day. Yeah, he actually they they do a version of Fight the Good Fight, and they've actually tuned it down a lot so that he can still sing it, um, which is kind of you know if it's your song. Well, you, you have can do to, that. right? Yeah. Um, I I just can't bring myself to do it, but that's okay. <laughs> what about piano players? Uh, well, Billy Joel, Elton John are the you know your your two meccas, right? Uh, Aretha Franklin, amazing pianist. Um, I did not know that. Oh yeah, that, I didn't know that either. I listened, it was an interview with Keith Richards and um, he was the one that said that she was the best pianist he'd ever heard. Which, I was like, how does that happen? I would but, think coming from, from him, it was a joke at first. No, no, but, but you listen to it, she's got some amazing stuff. Wow. Yeah, and, um, I, but I've always liked kind of that big, Heavy on the bass, which is an Elton John style. He always octaves on the bass and, and then does crazy stuff up here. And that's, that's how I've always played. Uh, yeah, Elton always makes me laugh because you listen to some of his popular songs like mm-hmm. Tiny Dancer yeah. and Rocket Man. And I make up my own words for his songs because I don't know what he's, he's saying. saying. No, no, I'm not sure he does either. <laughs> but it is burning out, my fuse, burning out his fuse up here alone right. just so that we can clear that up, right? <laughs> yeah, we were talking to Ed Neenan about that last week. That's so. right. <laughs> So, uh, talk about some of the, I, I know what question I wanted to ask okay. you. I've done this on Sports Talk Radio before where yeah. you're talking, you get a caller, mm-hmm. you kind of lose your train of thought, but when you're on the air, three seconds of silence. Or your guest silence, tries to change the subject. Or just, somehow you get <laughs> caught off, like you just did, right? You get caught off guard and, yeah. and you're just filling the air with words so mm-hmm. you get yourself back on track. And right. usually it happens. Right. But... You wonder sometimes, you know when you make a mistake, yeah. I know when I make a mistake, yeah. but other people, you try to keep it from them. Right. So are there are times when you're playing that you said, man, I messed that up, but no one's going to know, or I'm really not sure where I'm going with this, but I right. got to get myself back on track, so I'll play a few more chords. Right, and- right. So um, 
On the first one, it happens all the time. The, uh, you know, I'll make a mistake, and I, again, I know that I made the mistake. Um, if it's forgetting the words, my wife tells me that I made the mistake because I forget the <laughs> words all the time. Um, generally, I, I have a, I'm a bit of an anal retentive nut, so I plan everything out. I plan my set list. I have the words in front of me when I'm singing, and I still forget them. Um, I'll often get distracted by what's maybe what's happening in the venue. Um, I uh, I was playing at uh, at Conrad's over in Perry Hall, and there was a Caps game on, and the Caps lost in overtime. And I'm sitting here watching the game while I'm playing a song, and I just dropped the f bomb because they lost in overtime right into the microphone, and I'm like, oh, I almost cussed again into the mic. So those kinds of things happen. Um, Everybody else was probably doing the same thing, though. Uh, yeah, well... But they didn't have a microphone. They didn't have a microphone, right. Now, the, the one where everybody was definitely joining in, I was just kind of following along. Um, last year when UMBC was in the NCAAs and they had that amazing game, and it was just they were just raining threes. And what were they up by? Like 15, 18, something like that? And it was just... They are just piling it on. And every single shot, um, the place just erupted. And I'm trying to play a song, and uh, you know what? Screw it. I just cheered along with them, because you know what are you going to do? It, it's uh, you're there for them. They're not you're not there for them to pay attention to you. They're right. there to have a good time, and they're right. having a good time. So let's have them have a good time. All right. Sometimes just, take a time out and just do, just go just along, go with, along them. with it. Yeah. It was, yeah. And that UMBC game. By, by the way, a shameless plug here. The UMBC Ryan Odom Sports Report or Basketball Report is on this very station on Music right. Animal or Family Radio. So cool. And, and by the way, that was almost like the local version of the Miracle on Ice. Yeah, you know, kind of it like really the, was. The, yeah, except the big um, underdog taking down the, yeah. the behemoth. You know, um, I I'm trying to think back to that game. Was the the UMBC? I mean, it was just kind of like a small snowball that just started to. And I I'm who's it? They're playing Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, because I had team. yeah I had Virginia as my winner of the whole thing in my pool. <laughs> and, Thanks uh, UMBC. Yeah, right? Right, exactly. yeah, you know what? It was <laughs> at that point. So did everybody else. So it right. kind of didn't matter. But um, man, that I felt like Virginia just kind of, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Eventually, we'll, we'll get we'll, 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 we'll get, get this under yeah. control. And then you look up at the score, and you can kind of make up like one and a half points a minute, something like that, in the in the NCAA in men's basketball, and you're just too far behind. Can't do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the pros you can make up twelve points in. What can? Um, is it Reggie Smith? No, Reggie. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, my God. From Indiana. Indiana, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reggie. God, I, see, I can see I, I can see, see his sister, face. too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, we, so we changed the subject, so yeah. we probably want to get back on track with what you yeah, wanted to talk about. Let's do another song. How about if we go over break and do another song? All right. So what's the next one? Uh, the next one will be uh, Let It Be. All right. I'm familiar with that one. Yeah. All right. Take it away, Jose. Thank you. Find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Let it be, let it be. Let it be, yeah, let it be 
going through all the struggles with the Beatles at that Paul, time. Paul who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the Beatles were really jammed up in these business battles. Okay. And, you know, when they were in the studio, they were fine. But when they were outside business was really influencing what they were doing. And then Yoko Ono was on the scene. And a lot of stress for those guys at yeah. you know, the age of 27 and 28. Yeah. It's amazing what they did before they even turned 30. But all that said. Wow. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Think about it. My kids are like... What's wrong with you? <laughs> they wrote all those songs. What do you? <laughs> right. So it was a dream. Yeah. And he dreamt about his mom, mm-hmm. and in his dream, his mom said, "It'll be okay. Just let, let it, be. it be." Wow. And there that's we, so cool. There it is. So. I guess that's. The, I mean, Jimi Hendrix, uh, "Little Wing," was a song in tribute to his mom who had passed on. And, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning all kinds of things yeah, from you that's today. Cool stuff, man. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about where people can see you play. Sure. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, 
playing at Libs Grill in, a, in about a week and a half okay. um, in uh, January 19th. You mentioned St. Patrick's Day. I'll be there at Libs Grill the night before. Okay. So the whole weekend will be... And that's set, like March St. Patrick's is on a Sunday this year? It's on a Sunday, okay. yeah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rough Monday, but I'll be there <laughs> the Saturday before, a couple other times at Libs Grill. Um, I'm uh, working out getting... Uh, I'm actually playing in, at the Ram's Head down in uh, Annapolis oh, nice. coming up in a, a couple of days here. And... Um, with my friends at the New Romance, and um, looking to get some additional uh, venues out there. I'm playing at the Route 24 Ale House uh, beginning of uh, February, and um, again, you know, trying to get out there. My my website is uh, joseroig.net, and um, place where you can see where I'm playing, and you can see uh, how to contact me, and all kinds of good stuff there. And right. You can always find me on Facebook too. You know, it's. I'm so glad they, they don't call it the Facebook. And if you anymore. lose any of that information, just reach out to me. I'll get yeah, you in touch thank with you. this guy. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, or, or just find Tony. He'll, he'll, he'll be there. <laughs> <That's> probably. <laughs> 171 steps away. That's right. That's so, right. last question for you. Sure. I like to ask these silly questions to our musical guest, and this okay. is one of the silly questions I like to ask. You're on a desert island. Okay. You got one album to take with you. What's it going to be? <sighs> What's it going to be? Ah. Uh, Hmm. It's probably not a Shaka Khan album. Uh, <laughs> I was, I, 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 I don't know, I think uh, this may be a little odd, but probably Eagles Live. Okay. There's uh, an album came out in, I think, 1978 or 79. It's a double album, and um, it, it was all of their best songs kind of before things kind of switched again. Um, has a couple of Joe Walsh songs, um, phenomenal versions of Life in the Fast Lane and Seven Bridges Road and, and um, Desperado. Uh, just, I could listen to it over and over and over again. And um, to hear the different guitar styles, the different piano styles, the organ, the, the saxophone at the end of the long run, just some really cool, and you know, Don Henley and Glenn Fire, two amazing writers, two amazing singers. Um, and... Uh, the version of Take It to the Limit that um, Randy Meisner sings on that one is just mind-blowing. It's just, I don't know how anybody can sing that way. I just don't. I they don't would have to trick him into singing that high part because they would say, because he was always gun-shy about yeah. it, and they'd say, well, we'll be right behind you. We'll be filling yeah. in with you, yeah. and they would he just never back it. off. Never needed it. And he, uh, he actually, the, the legend, and I, I believe this is true, but I, don't, I, I wasn't there, is that he did not want to sing that song. But Glenn Fry being like, they're here, that's a popular song, they want you to sing your most popular song. And you're singing it. And you're singing it. And they got into a fist fight. Yeah. And he, Randy Miser quit. He like left. Like, what you, how do you, I, I don't know how you do that, but yeah, he did. Well, I saw them down in Miami mm -hmm. back in April of 18. Right. And they had Vince Gill with and, them. Yeah. And he sang. sang Take It to the Limit. Oh and that was a perfect choice for that. Yeah. But I tell you, I, I never thought the Eagles would get back together when, when Glenn passed. I, I just thought they're done because I, I can't see Henley doing that. Yeah. And apparently the family had influence on it because Deacon Glenn's right. son was involved. Right, right. And, and you know, they were, they were such a tight... I mean, those talk about guys that started out in their 20s and, you know, 40 and 50-year relationships of essentially living together. Um, I, you'd be like ripping your, ripping your arm off. I don't know how you go about that, but you know those guys are. Um, you know they they've been around, they've seen it, they've seen going lots of highs and lows with that, 
And yeah, I could see that family influence saying, look, dad would want us to be here. You know, my husband or, or what, would want you guys to do this. Yeah, I think without on. that, Hanley never does it. No, I, I don't think so either. Because, so. I mean, he, he, he doesn't need to. No. None of those guys really need to. Um, Joe Walsh just loves playing now. I mean, he's having, I think he's been sober for like 15 years now, which is mind-blowing. Which he credits himself. Henley and Fry for. Does he really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> he talks about when he wrote Rocky Mountain Way, he was literally cutting his grass. And he looked up and said, yeah, this is better. This is better than the way we were before. And jumped off his lawn tractor and ran inside to Write the song. I'll try to just get to going. <laughs> Probably still is. Let's run out of gas. Right. So I guess you're gonna do an Eagles song, the last one. No, actually, no? Okay. I was gonna do uh, someone that I think I think you could hear a lot of the Eagles' influence in their uh, vocals, and um, I love just the the musicality of all that. And uh, it's a Zach Brown song. Uh, Keep me in mind. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. One more time with Jose Roy. Thanks for joining us today, bud. Thank you, Tony. Good Appreciate it, brother. Pretty girls like you are taking, baby I've been looking for someone like you to save me Life's too easy to be so damn complicated Take your time and I'll be waiting Keep me in mind Somewhere down the road you might get lonely Keep me in mind that you will love me only I think about you some days and the way I would lay and waste a day after day with you We always go our separate ways No one could ever love you the way I do Keep me in mind Well, the world can be real tough Find shelter in me When there's no one else to love Keep me in mind Whatever you want from me I'll be your man I'd be a fool to let you go With someone else Whatever you want from me I'll be all man I'd give it all up just to have you for myself Keep me in mind Somewhere down the road you might get lonely Well, the world can be real tough Won't you hold on to me When there's no one else to love Keep me in mind 
I'll hold you, darling. I'll be your man. <laughs>